Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number 31 for September 16th, 2010. I am your host, Kay Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is Kevin John Jobinski, at KJ underscore Celeb Artist. Once again, I have to thank this show's sponsor, Solvate. Solvate is building the premier on-demand workforce, which includes some of the top folks who work or formerly worked with Fortune 500 companies. If you're a consultant, freelancer, or contractor, come join me and the other top independent professionals on the platform. You can create your profile in the Solvate Talent Engine by simply heading over to solvate.com today. Kevin John is one of these people who life kind of threw at me in a, in a very positive sense. Uh, I ended up actually interviewing with him for a job at, at one point in time, and uh, since then, been kind of watching him from afar, but he's just such an interesting individual that I, I knew I had to bring him on the show. Kevin John, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Kane. Thanks very much. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this easier on myself and call you by the nickname KJ, just to make my life a little bit easier, but who are you, and, and, and kind of give some people some color around the stuff that you do for a living. Sure. Um... My name's Kevin John. Jobinski is my last name. Professionally, uh, it's just, you know, celebrity sports artist Kevin John. Um, and I create um, action portraiture for professional athletes, professional sports teams, and, and sports-related entities. Uh, that's, that's what I do for a living. Um, and, you know, over the last 15 years, that's pretty much been, you know, my identity. That's been my entire life. Um, uh, that's 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 me. That's Kevin John. Wow, it's really kind of interesting though, because you know you say that this has been your life, and it, you, really from everything that I've researched in all of our conversations, it really has been. I mean, how did you end up starting down this path where you were doing arts and art, and then you know sports art, and then niching down into you know some really kind of high level you know memorabilia? Sure, sure. Um, well, twenty three uh, years ago, I was a senior in high school. Um, and I sold my first commissioned project, uh, realized that I could make a little bit of money um, illustrating um, things that people wanted to buy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I, it, my, the first commission was, a, was an office building, a, a pen and ink rendering of, of an office building that, um, that I did. Uh, it was commissioned by the sister of the, 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 the gentleman that owned and worked in the office building. Um, I rendered that for them, and I got paid for it. And, again, like I said, realized there as a young person that, uh, you know, instead of working at McDonald's for a part-time job, that this was a great way to uh, in, enhance my art and earn a living at doing it as well. Um, from there, I... Uh, started producing uh, pen and ink illustrations. These are black and white, very highly detailed illustrations of points of interest here in in, in my community. I live right on the Great Lakes. I, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and it's a very historical area, uh, key um, to the Battle of Lake Erie and gaining um, uh, control of the Great Lakes um, in the uh, from the War of 1812, sure. and so there's there's a lot of lighthouses and a lot of maritime history here in, in my neck of the woods. Well, I would put these to pen and ink illustration, um, lithograph or print them, uh, and then sell them to the local galleries and um, tourist 
locations and things like that. So when people would come to visit my town, they would take home um, these renderings to remind them of some of the things that they saw. Sure. Um, did that uh, for about 10 years, um, almost as a part-time gig, uh, in and out of, you know, holding other, you know, I guess what you would consider more traditional jobs, you know, sales jobs, that sort of thing, but always having, you know, that, that, um, that art concentration in my life. Um, certainly, as an artist, is something that you always want to pursue as, you know, as your main form of income, but you know, this is a, a, a relatively small community, and you know there was a ceiling that I hit with it. Mm-hmm. However, I did manage to involve myself uh, well in the community in terms of all the different um, festivals and 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 uh, special events that were that were held here. Uh, my art was always featured forefront, and I had a pretty good um, following of people uh, locally that followed my work, but again, reached a ceiling in terms of the amount of income that I was able to make. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, I always had a very, um, uh, a, a huge commitment to using the work to help different charitable concerns in, in my community, okay. uh, auctioning the art to benefit this charity or that, um, mid-90s, mid to late 90s, I was working on a charity event uh, where I did some Pittsburgh renderings. um, And the featured guest at this charity event was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Mm -hmm. Uh, He asked if I could do a rendering of him playing football. He was going to be opening a restaurant in the Pittsburgh area and wanted to decorate the restaurant with a rendering of of him playing football. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that. I traded it for some game equipment you know, some autographed cleats and autographed jerseys. Smart. And uh, from there, uh, the, the, the word got around the locker room a little bit that, that I would do this type of thing. Um, so I worked with a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm close to Pittsburgh, two hours away. So I worked with a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers initially, doing just some small little private renderings for them. Um, that went on as kind of a hobby for the next four or five years. Um and I wasn't earning an income. This was something fun that I did on the side. Sure. I had uh, a, a traditional line of work at, the point, at, at that point. I worked for a magazine, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I had a sports agent contact me in uh, summer of 2001 who represented uh, a guy that I did some work for with the Steelers, but he also represented this young wide receiver uh, that played for the San Francisco 49ers that was pushing Jerry Rice out of a job. Hmm. And want this guy saw the rendering that I did for the Pittsburgh Steeler and wanted a, a huge portrait done, big as I could, and uh, was willing to pay me for it. You know, how much did I charge? And I said, I'll oh, just send me, you know, some, some you know, autographed jerseys or whatever. And, oh, no, no, we, you know, this player makes a good living. We have money. We'd like to pay you. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, I don't even know what to charge at this point. Yeah. He's asking for a drawing four times the size of what I normally render, um, and this is going to be a lot more work. I'm going to have to take a couple weeks of vacation to put to put this thing uh, on paper. Sure. So in talking with this sports agent over the next couple of weeks, uh, the more questions he asked me, the more he found out about what I did, and he really thought that there was a market for this, not not for the, the sports fan, mm-hmm. not for the general public, because there's a lot of licensing issues and everything sure. that goes 
goes on with, with, with that, but there, he thought that there was really a market for this directly to the teams and to the, more importantly, to the athletes themselves. Yep. And he, uh, he had to represent me. I signed with him. Um, that first drawing, that player was uh, Terrell Owens. Um, and the, the, what he paid me for that drawing was the down payment on my house. Wow. It, it was more money than I'd ever seen in one place at one time <laughs> and never thought in a million years that I could make that type of money uh, doing illustration and um, you know these action portraits. So that's, that's how everything got started. That's, um, it's an amazing yeah. story. I mean, because y you, know, you took something that you were passionate about, right? You were doing it just as a hobby and, and as something that was just kind of side work and you know, feeding that, that personal fire for you. It sounds like, you know, hey, yeah, you know, you're mixing sports and, and, and uh, art at one point, and you know, you're getting memorabilia, you're getting signed stuff, so there was a huge upside right. for you where, you know, hey, this is personally gratifying in another area of my life. And then, you know, you get thrown into doing this professionally in a big way and sign with an agent who, to represent you who typically represents sports players. I mean, right. it just, it's, it's, it's a heck of a story, and that's why I, I've always enjoyed when you, when you gave me that backstory the first time on the phone. I was like, dude, this is awesome. That's just a great story because it tells people to keep following their dreams, following where their passions and their skills are, and that's really key. So, you know, it's been interesting, though, to me because you've really focused on a very narrow niche. And that that's, you know, you, you're not, you know, like you said, you're not serving to the general public. You're not doing posters that will be hanging on walls for, you know, hundreds of kids in a, or thousands of kids in an, in an NFL or MLB market. You're doing it specifically for the players themselves, for their charities. You know, talk to me about how – I mean, obviously, right, you, you got the licensing issue that you talked about, but how do you stay in that niche and how do you continue to work that so that it is valuable enough so that you can continue to support yourself and your family? Sure. That, well, that is, that, 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 that was, is one uh, of, the, of the most difficult parts of, of this job um, is there's, there's, A, there's a huge credibility issue that you have to maintain with the players of, of any sport. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very tightly... Um, woven community. Uh, everyone comes to these people and wants something from them. Um, initially, I was offering a service relatively uh, free. You know, hand me, hand, give me some old shoes that you wore in a game and sign them for me. And this is before eBay. This was before the yeah. memorabilia and autograph market went through the roof. I mean, this is this preceded all of that. Um, so I had built some early credibility with some. Um, big name players, Jerome Bettis, Terrell Owens, um, some, some Hall of Famers, Mel Blunt, Joe Green, that hel has helped to carry me now into um, today's market where, um, you know, the, 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 the crazy, insane memorabilia market in, is, is so hot that now we, you know, the memorabilia, if we get a signed helmet or a signed jersey or something at this point, it's an afterthought. They're stroking me a check because they know that I deliver a, a, a quality piece of art. It's something that they desire. And moreover, I'm not burning off reproductions of these things and selling them on eBay and on the, and on the, uh, on the, on the black market, un unlicensed or anything of that nature. Yeah. That, the, the, the doing the work for the players is one arm, it is one third of, of my business now. Okay. Very shortly um, into 
um, the process uh, after I got the commission from Terrell and his agent and I, and I left my job and signed with the agent and, and started doing this work one-on-one, you know, we, we quickly, quickly realized that Terrell Owens is going to commission me one time. It's going to be a good paycheck. Uh, but that's it. There's no return, um, customer, uh, you know, there's no customer return from, from, from that. Sure. Uh, even if he switched teams, it wasn't, it just wasn't um, probable that he was going to commission a portrait of every uniform that he played in. Sure. Uh, one was pretty much enough. So now we look to, all right, what can we do to reboot every year, reboot a new contract, you know, establishing um, a relationship with possibly the team itself, mm-hmm. and then them commissioning me on an annual basis to serve a need that they have. So the second leg of what we do was developed through through that um, process, and that is the the game day promotion. Um, all of us have been to sporting events, and as we've walked in the gates of be it a very minor league baseball game to an NFL football game, sure. we've all walked in and we've been handed some sort of promotional trinket at the door: a bobblehead. A, uh, a fan towel that you wave around at the game, a baseball, and these all have a little corporate logo on them, uh, that, and they have the team logo. And this, this is a, a promotional item that helps the team put butts in seats. It aids in the promotion of the team. But moreover, that sponsor that pays for their logo to be on that item it's a uh, it's a way for the team to to derive additional revenue from uh, selling that sponsorship yep. um, to to you know a, a a corporation that wouldn't ordinarily be involved with 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 the sports uh, team um, in one way or another. Sure. So we said, okay, that there's there's bobbleheads, there's all that other kind of stuff that you that you get when you walk in a door, the the plastic stuff that you really set on your desk for a week and then you throw away. Mm-hmm. Why not a piece of art? why not a lithograph or a print, a reproduction of an original piece of art that I've done um, of that fan favorite player or coach? Why not 10,000 of these given away at the gate when fans walk in? And why not be there on location to autograph every one of those prints for the fans? Hmm. Um, So now when a team contracts that project, uh, the fan gets a piece of a quality piece of memorabilia when they walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, they take that home, they hang it up on their on, on a wall in their office or their home or sports room or their kids room, sure. and they get to enjoy that art forever. Um, they get to know about Kevin John, the sports artist, that way, and where what other artwork have I done? What other teams that they may like may be commissioning me to do this similar project? What gotcha. athletes I've worked with? Um, and now uh, team commissions me year one. Well, it goes well. Fans line up. Fans sure. love the love the piece. And now they recede. That we you know uh, recommission or recontract me in in consecutive years. I've got a one team, double uh, a double A I'm, uh, baseball team. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Granderson played for this team, so on and so forth. Uh, nine years. Wow. He lithographs a year. They do three contracts a year for nine years. Uh, we've worked together. So you can see now how we can plot out a future yeah, in terms of what, what type of revenues am I looking for down, looking to down the sure. road and, and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, it's, 
Well, so that's. Uh, I mean, it, it just it, it's so smart because you know you get into you know you, you obviously fell into a one-time business, and now you and, and I'm sure your agent and, and the other folks who help you with this business have found a way to create some recurring revenue, which is always a positive thing when you're a businessman. I got to be honest about that. Um, but uh, one of the things that I, I'm really interested in, and, and I think you and I talked about in a private conversation, was uh, how how do you manage? getting these relationships, right? I mean, obviously there's the, the agents and the players themselves and, and, and it helps to know former players or players who, you know, are typically looked up to, you know, hall of famers, things like that. But how do you manage relationships with the teams and how do you build those? And, and how do you initialize those kind of contacts? Absolutely. I, Kate, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's like any other business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's marketing, you, you know, it, it make, make phone calls, you make introductions. We're lucky now that we've got, you know, a 10 year track record of sure. working with teams and players and a portfolio that we've built up um, and a reputation that, that we've established. It's a lot easier now to make those phone calls than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you know, I hadn't done anything yet, sure. you know. So I was proving my, I had to prove myself out to people. Now it's a lot easier, um, but it's, it's, you know, Cade, when we um, 10 years ago took a look at this art thing as a career, um, my agent and I sat down and we said, well, we don't want to do what other artists do mm-hmm. um, because that typically fails. Um, the term starving artist is there for a reason. Um you know, we don't want to be starving artists. We want to be successful. So we looked at what other professionals do that are successful that earn a living with their natural abilities. Hmm. Um, so we looked at athletes and writers and musicians and um, uh, those, those type of folks, comedians, you know, people that perform. Um, a service through their, their natural abilities. And we looked at what they do that is successful, what makes them successful, and use that as a, as a template to wedge the, the, the artist into, the, 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 mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the two-dimensional artist. Um, along with that, the, I know you, you asked about the building the relationships. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of it is marketing 101. Okay. But, you know, the other part of it, Cade, is um, using the, the network of the players that you have established relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've established not only uh, business relationships with a lot of these players, but um, friendships as yeah. well. And I think that's we, a key part. I mean, I, I'm going to jump in here because I know that that's a key part for you, and I think that that's something that so many people m- – underestimate right when you say you know hey it's marketing 101 at this at the end of the day you're one of the nicest guys who i've ever spoken to on the phone i gotta believe that it's like 10 times more when you know you get to meet somebody in person and you shake player's hand you shake an agent's hand you shake a a team representative's hand that they're gonna like you you know that much more because you are there in person and they can look into your eyes and and see how genuine you are about what you're doing thank you thank you you know it came to the the, the bottom line is it's all about the money, but it's also not all about the money. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we have to get paid to, to do what we do. But on the same token, there has got to be a tremendous amount, uh, a tremendous spirit of, of giving with this thing as well. I'm very blessed to be able to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I've only gotten here because of that chance 
meeting with a Steeler 15 years ago. And because I was at a charity event donating work to, to, to a better good. And that has remained, um, you know, one third of my business. Sure. These athletes that I work with, almost every athlete that I work with, and, and, and team, definitely every team, has a charitable arm to their organization, or the athlete has a foundation that he or she works with. Yep. And one of the first conversations we have is, okay, we, you, you'd like a portrait for yourself, or yes, we can do a portrait for the team for, for the fan giveaways or whatever, but let's, let's talk about the, the foundations. Let's talk about how we can use this artwork for good. Let's, let's, let's um, you know, kind of a, a fishes and loaves type of a, type of a feel to it. You know, let's take one piece of artwork and then use it to um, raise money to help your foundation or your charitable concern. And that I think, you know, these players do so much of that on their own time. Yep. They have such a commitment of, 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 again, them being blessed to be able to play in a National Football League or whatever uh, organization they play with, that they're constantly giving back. Um, we feel the same way, and we work with them, utilizing the artwork to a greater end. And when you go through those things, when you see, uh, for instance, uh, uh, one of the uh, projects that I work on, annually is with Heinz Ward from, again, a Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, all-pro all wide receiver, and a Super Bowl MVP, gives a tremendous amount of his time and energy to different charitable causes. He has his own foundation, and, and we have both attached ourselves to the Highmark Caring Foundation out of Pittsburgh. Uh, there's an annual golf tournament that, that uh, he hosts, and I create a piece of artwork every year at that golf tournament, the Heinz autographs, and we auction it off to benefit that foundation. And these are for um, families uh, that have just lost um, someone. Uh, and it's a kind of, it, the, the foundation, the caring place helps people work through their, through their grief. So it's a grief center. So you're meeting uh, children, eight, 10, nine years old, five years old, who have just lost a mother or father. And the highlight of their uh, their, their, their entire season at this point is meeting a Pittsburgh Steeler or maybe getting a drawing hmm. done by this artist guy. Hmm. And, you know, you, you develop a, a very interesting bond with these players as you're, you know, you look at what you can do. Okay, uh, Heinz catches a ball for a living. I scribble for a living. And because of that, we're making these kids happy. Hmm that have just lost either a mother or father or brother or sister to some sort of um, illness or something. And, you know, you feel so small at that point that your life is so insignificant. What you do is so insignificant, yet it can, it, it brings happiness to these kids and you feel very blessed to be able to do that. And then there's a bond that's established there. So, uh, it, I, I guess maybe that's my long answer sure. to your short question. No, 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 no. It's a great answer, though, right? I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's somewhat in line with, uh, I'm unfortunately noticing with the show, right? Where you're allowing, you know, other people's, you know, situations to come forward above your own, right? And so you're willing to help right. them try and get through that in any way that seems right. And you know what? You're leveraging your natural talents, and Heinz is, you know, lending his name and his image in order to try and help these people through. And and that's something that um, is is 
in my eyes, really, you know, commendable. And, and so, you know, on, on behalf of all the people who, you know, are out there and, and I've never been into one of your events, but I'm, I have no doubt that you're absolutely helping these folks. So thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank you, KJ. you know, KJ, it's always a pleasure getting to talk with you. I, I enjoy our conversations thoroughly. So, you know, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much, man. This is great. And, you know, I, I, I love what you're doing here. Uh, I, I, I loved meeting you, you know, uh, a couple of months ago and you and I connected and I love following what you do. And I'm, I'm always excited when I see people just completely juiced up about their life and, and taking on, um, new, new, ambitious, um, uh, forward thinking endeavors. And, and you're doing that. And I, I, am just, I'm, I'm, I feel lucky to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Kate. I, I appreciate your support. That concludes this episode of meet my followers. I hope you enjoyed hearing Kevin John's story. Please follow him up on Twitter. That's at K J underscore celeb artist, or go visit his website. That's Kevin dash John.com. He's a great guy. Please interact with him. Please reach out to him. He's an incredibly talented artist as well. So if you've got something that might be interesting for him to draw up, reach out to him because I I definitely know that there are opportunities uh, to collaborate with him. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll come back tomorrow. Have a great day.